Welcome to In the Growth Space. I'm David, and it's really great to have you here with us today. Welcome to 2023. You know, it's really great to kick off the new year, and I'm really grateful for you listening in once again. And I, I hope that you've set some really challenging and meaningful goals for yourself this year, and my guess is that you have. And so what that means is that in order to achieve something new, you're going to have to do something that you've never done. And more importantly, you'll have to become someone that you've never been. And you know, the first of the year always creates a newness and, and really a lot of desires for growth for so many people. And the one thing that requires, and I'm sure if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you'll know this, it's, it's to engage and embrace change. So we wanted to start the year off with an episode and conversation about making changes and doing things differently. And in this episode, we have a really great leader who truly embodies those qualities. TJ Clayton is an executive leader in the insurance industry, and you'll hear his story today about how he sought change and embraced it. TJ felt the impacts of COVID as he led his team, but not only that, we're going to talk about mental health and how to really take care of yourself. I really loved this conversation with TJ because I think that there are so many leaders who say they want new things, who say they want change, or you know, say that they want to accomplish big, hairy, audacious goals but they aren't willing to do the work. And TJ is an example of an executive leader who's willing to do the work and did the work and and is continuing to do the work. And you know, it's no accident that this episode is coming at the beginning of the year. You know, it's the time that so many people want to change and look to make change, but change involves discomfort. And unless you're used to experiencing it, those changes won't become permanent. Now, I don't want to give too much too much away of this conversation, but I will be back at the end to wrap up and, and just give you some of my takeaways that I think are really important from this conversation. So here's our conversation with TJ Clayton right now. Well, hey, TJ, I'm so glad to have you on the podcast today, man. Welcome. Welcome to In the Growth Space. Thanks, David. I'm excited to be here. Excited to chat with you for a little while today about growth and leadership. Yeah. yeah. You know, you've got a great story and, and, and I'd love for you just to kind of talk a little bit about your own growth journey for the, for the audience. I know that I, I introduced you um, on the, on the intro, but I'd love for people just to kind of hear a little bit about that growth journey and that, that story um, that, you know, that brought you to a place where you knew you needed to kind of do some things differently. Yeah. Thanks, David. So, you know, the, the quickest version of that story is um, about uh, 12 years ago, I was going through sort of a career change. We were making a geographic relocation so we could start a family. And, um, and so I just needed to really just need to find a job. I, my, <laughs> yeah. my, uh, my professional or my, my master's degrees in organizational psychology, I was practicing that for a few, few years, kind of where my first love was. And um, I needed a transition and a, a buddy of mine just talked me into um, going into the insurance industry. And, you know, I can <laughs> honestly say, uh, I don't think I've met anyone who grows up wanting to do that. Um, so, you know, for me, it was, 
for me, it was a, a paycheck and it was just, I, in my mind, it was a holdover until I really got back into um, practicing organizational psychology and consulting. Um, but lo and behold, uh, like many things, uh, uh, I got into it. Um, I, I put my head down, started working really hard, learning the industry, learning the business. It was my first people leadership opportunity. And, mm. um, you know, next thing I know, uh, uh, 18 months later, I'm getting promoted to the next level. Um, 18 months later, it happens again, I'm promoted again, and it happens again, and it happens <laughs> again. And um, this, this this accident, this thing that I didn't necessarily really want to do, I found myself being decent at it, you know, or, or at least yeah. fooling a lot of people, right? Um, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and and, um, and so lo and behold, you know, here I am into a 12-year career in the insurance space. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I rose quickly. Um, the, the last company I was with, uh, Fortune 500 company, I was a assistant vice president, sort of uh, one of the youngest, if not the youngest, um, at the time that I became assistant vice president. And really this, this trajectory of work, life, everything was going really well. I, I, I'd had two young kids, two very healthy uh, boys, um, you know, mm-hmm. married for, for 15 years. Uh, things are going really, really well for me. Everything on the outside uh, looks great. And then about a year and a half ago, I just kind of, I hit this sort of, you know, climax or sort of this um, almost a brick wall, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, overnight, I found myself sort of battling with uh, depression and anxiety. And mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that and sort of what that, sure. how that played out and, and, you know, what I've been doing for the last year and a half. Obviously, the punchline is good, right? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't right, be yeah. here if it wasn't. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, you know, in those moments, you know, about a year and a half ago, it was really, yeah, I had, I had some really tough um, decisions to make and some, some hard work to do. And ultimately, it just, I think it was years of imposter syndrome, um, mm. you know, some personal things that I was wrestling with from my past, um, you know, this belief that I just, I, I even said it in the beginning that I had everybody fooled, right? I wasn't really that smart. I just, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. I, I said yeah. all the right things. And, and that's where I was. And um, I knew um, something had to change. I was really battling with depression, anxiety. I was having a hard time focusing at work. Um, you know, my, my behaviors in my life were, were not aligned with um, what my core values were. And so I just had to take a step back and, and I did and took some time off of work and really, really did some hard work on myself. And, mm. you know, I'll, I'll say this before we go any deeper. Um, here I am a year and a half later. Um, I'm... I'm at such peace and um, enjoy with my life. Um, work is great. My family is great. I'm present mm. as a father, um, as mm. a husband. Life is amazing. And the most important thing is nothing has changed. <laughs> Interesting. Um, the yeah. only thing that has changed is me and my mindset and a few behaviors. But honestly, it's yeah. it's all been work on on the core self you know my job's the same my family's the same everything's the same um but i am you know 10 times happier more fulfilled uh, more joyous because of sort of the things you alluded to how i sort of went through a journey of redefining you know my idea of success and taking a different mindset approach to to work and stuff like that so excited to dive into a little bit of that but yeah. that's kind of the how i got to where i am as sort of a sneak peek of sneak peek of, of kind of where where things went so. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious. So what, was there a tipping point? And, and if so, like, what, what was it that, that kind of triggered that? Cause you, you talked about, you know, like you, you, you know, had imposter syndrome, you know, some of the, yeah. you use some of those things. You also talked about, you know, your values and, and maybe not living in alignment with your values. 
And, and I'm kind of curious, like, w- was there something that maybe like just popped you off, off, uh, you know, direction slightly that kind of took you down a wrong, wrong path? Yeah, yeah. No, well, so, you know, a lot of these sort of um, tsunami type of life changes, they are, they're growing for years under the surface, right? None of this yeah. stuff happens overnight, but usually there is one event that kind of just pushes you over. And and for me, I mean, I, I'm not unlike anyone else. The the thing that kind of pushed me over or brought everything to a to a point where I couldn't control it any longer was really just COVID and the pandemic. So sure. um, yeah. I had started with my current company and I was about f- four months into, um, again, yet another promotion, another new role. And um, I'd started with this company remotely and I mm. went, you know, I went for the first eight months without ever meeting anyone face to face. I was four months into it, wrestling with a lot of the same things. And in you know, my family, we, we got COVID for the first time. This is um, December of 2020. And, you know, we had uh, um, two young boys I had to keep in the house on lockdown for two (laughs) weeks. We we didn't leave the house for two weeks and two energetic boys. Um, We all got it. And it was it was pretty it took its toll physically. Um, But that Mm -hmm. isolation, um, I I did something really dumb that I'll never do again. I didn't take any time off work. I, you know, Uh, in my mind, I'm like, I'm remote. I can push through this. Um, And after that first week of being sick, I just I just kind of mentally collapsed. I just I was in a fall. I was, I couldn't sleep. Um, and, you know, I was trying to, you know, uh, medicate myself with, you know, whether it was, you know, alcohol or um, exercise or just distracting myself and, um, and yeah. uh, not against any of those things. Um, they, but, you know, just wasn't addressing the core issue, which mm. was sort of myself and my mind um, and, and, and that type of stuff. So really, yeah, it was, it was the isolation of COVID and the pandemic that just kind of, kind of get pushed me over the edge. But, sure. you know, I'll say this now, I, I, you know, looking back, um, I wouldn't change it for anything. And mm. those, and those were some dark days. And yeah. I didn't go from overnight of realizing this to like overnight being um, sort of where I am today. Uh, yeah. But I, I still wouldn't change anything. I'm, I'm, I'm a, so much better off now for the for the journey that I went through back then. Yeah. 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 Well, and I, I remember too, from your story that it was not too long after you came on board with the, the company that you're at now, yeah when some of the stuff started kind of happening and, and you needed to take some time off and, yeah. and, and you, you kind of went to your boss and said, Hey, look, you know, sorry to yeah. tell you this, but I gotta, I, I gotta take some time off. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of the hardest decisions I've ever made in my life. Um, and so, you know, only a couple months into a new job and, um, and I had, and, and, and something's going on. I don't really, I can't put words to it um, um, at the moment. And I go to my boss and said, Hey, look, I've got to take, my doctor says I've got to take, you know, some time off. I got to get some rest. Um, and, and I don't know what this looks like on the other side. And luckily I had a very understanding boss company that said, Hey, look, put yourself first. Um, Mm, and then I knew, I knew that the, 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 um, the, the, the weight was on my shoulders. I had to step up and I knew that it wasn't going to be, you know, uh, two weeks of just sitting around relaxing that I really had to take advantage of the time. And so, yeah, I took, I took two weeks off of work. I, I put myself on do not disturb. Um, luckily I had a, I had a team of amazing employees who stepped up. Um, but I, I, you know, for two weeks, I did very, very hard work. I call it mental boot camp. I, yeah, I yeah. went to, I went and saw a therapist. I sort of did the, the, 
hard work of figuring out what's going to happen because I knew, look, th this time's going to end, and I, I've got I've got a family depending on me. I got a team depending yeah. on me. Um, I want to live my best life, and so mm. I had to do the hard work of digging in and uprooting what it was, and and also putting you know doing some mental exercises, you know, um, you know, to approaching some things different in life, um, mm -hmm. you know, instilling some habits and some practices that were going to take me sort of to that next level and sort of help me, you know, come back with, with a vengeance, which is what I was able to do. And, and, yeah. and that was really nice. But yeah, that was one of the, uh, to this day, one of the hardest phone calls I ever make um, as, a, as a leader, uh, as an executive in a, in a, um, a company and um, as a leader of a large organization say, I, I don't know what it is, but I got to take some time to myself. Um, yeah. And I was able to do that. And uh, the results have kind of spoke for themselves, but yeah, definitely yeah. a tough one. Well, and I, I love the fact that you did the hard work. And I, I love the fact too, that um, you talk about it being hard work, because I mean, I think that there's, there's this um, perception that, hey, we can just, you know, kind of take some time off, and that's going to be all great. But, you know, really, it does take some digging, and it takes some probing. And I know, you know, you said you went to therapy, and you know, you, yeah. you had somebody be able to help you to really look within yourself to be able to figure out where is that mindset coming from? What is, you know, what's the root of it and being able to kind of come, you know, come away with some answers so that you could do things differently. And I think that that's what growth is all about is doing things differently. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting. Um, I mean, you're, you're, you know, you're a coach, um, you know, you're really into uh, leadership and development and growth. And I think, I think sometimes we take really a backwards approach, which is, um, I am going to go find something out in the universe or the world that gives me or that, that helped me figure out who I am, right? Yeah. When actually, I think the opposite is true, who you are, and really everything you need is inside of you. Um, yeah. You know, you got to where you are because of your talents, your, your intellect, your character, whatever. Sometimes you need outside people to sort of point to you, point out what it is inside of yeah. you. So instead of you going to look for something, sometimes it's already there, you just need people <laughs> to pull it out and, and look for it. Right. And um, yeah, you know, whether it was therapists, I had, you know, had a uh, development coach at the time who was helpful. I had friends um, yeah. who, you know, helped me really find sort of the answers in my own head and my own heart um, and helped me realize, you know, sort of I was good enough. I was strong enough. I just had to believe my I had to believe myself. So, yeah, well, and so taking that belief and taking, you know, those some of those resources, how did you like how did you change what was the like what were some of the things that you tweaked and 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 changed in the way you were doing things because i know that you did make changes and and those changes then have brought about the you know the peace and the the yeah. interest you know the the way you're looking the perspective that you're looking at life today because you said you know nothing's changed except for yeah. me and yeah. so I, I love that so I, I i always like to figure out okay so what did you do what did, you know what, what changes did you make yeah. So first of all, let me say this, that what I'm about to say is a, it's a sample size of one. Uh, right. <laughs> so, um, but it worked for me and, and, and everything I did, I drew from, you know, reliable resources and tried to pull from practices or principles or, you know, philosophies or beliefs that have stood the test of time. Um, but um, yeah, I, it, it kind of falls into two buckets. Um, there were some sort of behavioral lifestyle type of changes, which I'll get to in a second. Um, and then there were some, just some mindset um, you know, sort of philosophical changes of, of, uh, of personal belief and, and sort of mm -hmm. how I approach work and how I approach home life and, and everything in my life. And so 
I'll start with that one first, yeah. which is, um, you know, I was lucky. This is nothing proprietary. Um, you yeah. know, I was lucky to stumble across, um, you know, some literature that spoke to kind of changing your view of success and really kind of sort of seeing sort of this idea, this concept of success as a bit of an illusion, if you will. Mm, uh, yeah. There's a great, there's a great quote uh, from uh, Victor Frankel who wrote Man's Search for Meaning, which is a yeah. you know, staple everyone should read. Pro everyone Absolutely. should probably read it once a year, you know, At least, uh, yeah. just a yeah. great, great book. But he, there's a quote and, and I'll, uh, I'll summarize it, which he says that success is kind of like happiness and that it, it cannot be pursued. It has to be the result of uh, or a side effect of your pursuit of something bigger and greater than yourself and mm -hmm. um, that can be you know religion that could be sort of community service it could be family it can be whatever it can even be a, a job that's fine but it has to be bigger than your own sort of personal selfish goals and so yeah. um so that was a uh that that quote kind of helped stem some, some real mindset shift for me and I, I was lucky to work with someone who um specialized in sort of values-based approach and so mm, what that yeah. is it's um and it's it's called values work it's it's uh, it's out there you know on the internet um but um it's taking it's taking sort of the the um, idea of goal setting and you know setting a goal and achieving a goal and measuring towards a goal and really taking it up a level taking it up a notch and saying, hey, for now, let's let's forget about the things you want to achieve on a daily basis, the the metrics you want to hit, the the number of things you want to do, the number of things you want to knock off your checklist and say, who do you want to be? Like, mm, what type of person do you want to be? Yeah. What are your core values as a person? And, and let's let those things sort of be the, the barometer or your true north, if you will, for what you do on a daily basis. And I think, you know, if people are listening right now, like you might start to think that's a little, um, a little, you know, sort of, uh, you know, ivory tower and it's a little soft, no, but it, it, no. it really, it really does pay dividends. And, and it doesn't mean that we don't have things that we sort of, uh, aspire to on a more, more micro level. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I wouldn't be employed if I didn't continue to deliver results, if I didn't right. continue to hit metrics, but it takes, it takes it from that sort of narrow view and, and sort of pulls it up a level, if you will. And so for me, I mean, to this day, I have a sticky note uh, with my four core values on my desk and it's, it's wisdom, courage, uh, leadership, and health. And those are my four core values. And, and what that means is there's a lot of stuff I can't control in my day, right? I, I run mm -hmm. large operations, customer service administration for an insurance company. I can't control how customers are going to act. I can't always control how my team members are going to show up. I can't control how the technology is going to go. But one thing I can control is was I as wise, was I as courageous, was mm -hmm. I as healthy, and was I as much of a leader as I could possibly be today in this yeah. moment? And so, mm -hmm. you know, if, so I can't always control a lot of these external factors, um, but what I can control is how do I approach? Am I being courageous? Am I being wise in, in everything I do? And mm -hmm. um, it, it may not seem like much, but that, that mindset shift has just been, it's been a big shift for me over the last year and a half because there there are days when I go you know what I ask myself <laughs> was I courageous no I avoided a conversation I did not want to have sure. um was I wise no I I fired <laughs> off an email that I shouldn't have fired off right um yeah. now the good thing is most of the time I I'm able to answer yes to those to those questions mm -hmm. and the good thing is when you shoot for values you usually get your goals 
Uh, you know, so when I shoot for being wise, courageous, a leader and healthy, mm. I usually get, you know, my daily metrics. I usually get my, my annual goals. I usually get that stuff. Um, but if I shoot for my goals, I may not end up being the person that I want to be. Uh, yeah, and so, you know, really thinking about that in a, in a, in a slightly yeah. different way. So it sounds like then you really redefined what success was for you and what it looked like for you. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and really sort of doing away with, um, you know, even sort of the idea of this sort of short term success. And, and I think really buying into, um, you know, think about the Viktor Frankl quote, um, really anything that we sort of any any goal that we set out there for ourselves, if that is the end all be all, right, if, if being if, if achieving your values is not the higher level sort of aspiration, if yeah. you get to your goal, first of all, if you don't get to your goal, you're going to be sad, you're going to be upset. Yeah. If you do get to your goal, you're gonna you're gonna grasp at it, and it's just gonna vanish. And we've all read the stories of of people who um, sort of just put all their energy into one goal, and then they achieved it. Yeah. And then what? And then, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like uh, you know, I think um, I, I the Mark Marin, who's a New York Times bestselling author, has written a couple of sort of self uh, development books. Um, he talks about the first time he had a goal of writing a New York Times bestseller, and he got it, and he was immediately depressed. It was like, what do I do now? Like, what yeah, is there? What, and yeah, and right? I think like if we have sort of a, a higher level sort of you know architecture of goal or values and character and who we want to be in life, mm -hmm. they'll they'll get us to everything. We want to accomplish yeah yeah for sure well and i think it's a different question you you even you even mentioned it you know who do you want to be or who do i want to become in the process and i think that 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 changes really everything because yeah. if i want to be um committed if i want to be a great yeah. father if i want to be um you know a, a great executive yeah. then that's going to also inform how yeah. I do things and what I do. And then, of course, like you said, it's going to bring us along and yeah, we'll get our goals as, as well. But, you know, as, as I hear you say that, then what what were some of the practices that you yeah. employed to really to be able to help you, you know, live out those values and, and really be the, 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 the person that you wanted to be, be and become? Yeah, yeah. So what's the real sort of secret sauce to, to yeah. what I did on a daily basis? Yeah, so so because I was, so I'll, I'll take a step back and say, because I was dealing with some pretty, pretty strong depression, it, it took some, yeah. okay, here's some real life changes that I'm going to have to to work on. So, um, you know, one thing I found, uh, you know, the beginning of the pandemic, right, every night felt like a Friday night, right? Yeah, sure. Um, and yeah, so, sure. you know, here I found myself, you know, uh, slowly, you know, having an extra drink, staying up a little bit later, um, mm -hmm. skipping, a, skipping a workout, um, you know, whatever. And so that stuff over time, um, you know, I, I love the book Atomic Habits um, by yeah, the author James too. Clear. And he talks yeah. about everything you do is like a vote for who you want to become, right? right. Every Everything you do and don't do. And so what mm -hmm. I was slowly doing is sort of casting a vote for, you know, a, a slightly less healthy lifestyle, right? So yeah. just slowly letting things creep in. So for me, um, yeah. and, and ultimately where that kind of led to is I was really not getting good sleep. Um, mm -hmm. I wasn't resting well. Um, I, you know, I wasn't resting 
sleeping long enough. And mm. so that it, for me, it all started with getting good sleep and some core things that I did, um, you know, I cut back. So I, I made a, a rule for myself and I can say that I'm about 95% compliant to this rule over the last year and a half. Uh, you know, the, you know, the exception, you know, the, the rule is sometimes break the rule. Um, right, right. Yeah. And uh, so for me, uh, you know, I, I cut my alcohol uh, intake back. I, I only yeah. drink, I only drink uh, now uh, Monday or excuse me, Friday, Saturday, and, you know, until 12 on Sunday. Um, and I don't have a drink during the week. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that was a big one for me. And it's not about drinking. It's about sleeping. Yeah. I still, I still drink alcohol, but yeah, sure. um, it's about, it's about getting uh, proper rest. Um, also yeah. changed up my, my nighttime, my bedtime routine. And so uh, started, yeah. you know, instead of going from, from fifth gear to first gear, right. So watching three hours of Netflix and then jumping in the bed, yeah. uh, you know, now I watch an hour of, of Netflix and then I have some hot tea and then I read, and then maybe I take a, a warm shower and, but I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm in bed by a certain time every night. Yeah. Um, and that combined with sort of changing my consumption habits and, you know, um, little, little hacks, like, um, there's actually a, a filter on your smartphone where you can turn off the blue light, you know, blue light, yeah, uh, I got sure. that set for every night and so really just finding little ways to sort of ease into to better rest which then mm -hmm. I get up right I get up with a with a, a better sense of, you know just sort of a better feeling and I can have mm -hmm. that time to exercise and then I have that time to do something else that's been completely transformative for me over the last year and a half which is meditation mm -hmm. um, so I'm yeah. really big really big into mindfulness and meditation um, yeah. and I know that that can be sort of um, overwhelming to people it doesn't take much it's a it's a practice where a little bit goes a long way if you do it consistently um, mm -hmm. so I started doing that um, over the last year and a half I just looked at my uh, my app that I use on a daily basis I'm up to like 5,000 minutes of meditation um, and it's not and, and, and none of that is more than 10 minutes a day like it's right. but it's but it's 10 minutes every day, every day. and yeah. that's the that's kind of the key to, to mm. everything i've done whether it's you know changing my consumption of things getting better rest meditating it's 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 the consistency of any yeah. behavior that pays off in the long run so big proponent of of meditation um obviously physical exercise um you know for me the biggest um the biggest sort of benefit of something like mindfulness and meditation is really allowing me to create the space between sort of the stimulus and the response, right? And whatever that is, yeah. that can be both good and bad things. So obviously it was important for me to create space between um, a depressing thought and sort of, you know, grabbing onto it, right? Or uh, yeah. create space between, you know, um, a, a negative thought at work and then acting on it. Um, mm -hmm. It's also important to create space between some some good uh, stimuli and sort of yeah. how you act on it, right? Like, you know, you, yeah. you, get, you get like a, you get like a bonus check. You don't go out and spend it, like creating space right. between that stimulus and that response, right? Exactly. Um, and so that has been uh, really beneficial to me is sort of, you know, creating that space so I have time to pause, sort of reflect, assess, and then and, you know, garner a, a better response to that, to that stimulus. So, yeah. What, what is speaking of mindfulness for a second and, and your yeah. meditation practice? Um, Cause I'm always curious. I mean, did you, did you use an app? Did you, how, how did you, how did you get into the practice to kind of get started? 
Yeah, and am, am, I know there's a lot am, of them I, am I free to say absolutely. app names? Okay, yeah, yeah so absolutely. Yeah, there's so many ones out there, right? And so I can tell you for me, and I tried several, but for me, it, it boiled down to two. I use one for practice and one for teaching. Um, so for for uh, for teaching, I actually there's a um, an app called um, Awake, and so hmm. it's um, by Sam Harris. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, who a popular yeah. neuroscientist, philosopher, um, sort yeah. of um, commentary, and uh, really big into Zen Buddhism and mindfulness. And so he has a ton of teaching, uh, both yeah. himself uh, and a lot of guests, a lot of people who specialize in a lot of different topics that sort of surround the idea of mindfulness and meditation. And then for practice, I use a, a, an app called Headspace, a very popular yep. one. And yeah, sure. for me, that's what I use to track. Um, and really, I mean, they've, it's, a, it's a great app. I, I highly recommend it. Uh, they've got some good introductory beginner courses. And that's how I started. I just started yeah. with some beginner courses and just slowly over time. I'm now sort of in a space where I'm doing a lot less guided stuff where I just, I'm setting a timer yeah. with, a, with a soft bell and I'm, I'm doing it. But but, you know, that was that was after a good nine months of, of, of yeah. practice that I started dabbling in that. But, yeah, a lot of good tools out there, a lot of um, a lot of really good uh, books on the subject. And, um, yeah, I just uh, I'm really I'm really excited about this, this sort of what used to be this sort of, um, you know, conceptual thing that, you know, monks in Tibet did. Yeah. Um, it's really yeah. making its way into ordinary life and into the workplace and it's sort of to the to the, uh, the common man like you and I, and we're able to <laughs> yeah. tap into some of these age old secrets and yeah, and really bring them to bring some focus and clarity. So, well, so and 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 I, I you kind of alluded to it, but like how how has that really how has the mindfulness really impacted not only just your work but but even maybe your family life as well? Yeah, yeah. So for work, you know, I, I'll give I'll give. One example from each, uh, which this is another one too, is another sort of uh, journey that I've been on. So we talked about the illusion of success and how yeah. you know redefining success. I think too the illusion of sort of the home self and the work self. That I yeah, I work yeah. on this person at home, and and you may be able to you know give a slightly different shade of color, but at the end of the day, you are who you are, yeah. and and pouring too much into this into this one will sacrifice this one, right? And so you know mm -hmm. it's um, you know there's a lot of talk about work-life balance. You know, I'm of the mindset of there's just, there's just life and yeah, there's right. life at work and there's life at home. And really mm -hmm. you're, you don't, you don't automatically get this sort of second battery when you get off of work, right? You like <laughs> right. you're drained, you're, you know, so you really thinking about the whole self and, and bringing the whole self to work. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, um, you know, I, I remember not long after I sort of uh, that, that two week period, I came back to work and I was really sort of on this journey to rebuild and redefine myself. And I had a major, major crisis at work. One of the one of the toughest things I've ever dealt with at work, um, where I had an entire team who was kind of impacted by COVID and, and they mm. were a very critical team um, to my operation. And, um, and here I was, I, I couldn't go into the building. I was a long way from the wow. office and, um, and I had to kind of manage the situation. And because I was able to sort of put some space between that problem, I just remember 
sort of being able to deal with the problem without becoming emotionally attached to it. Um, yeah. And it was, it was really hard. And, um, and I was able to just sort of, um, I was able to go to bed at night and sleep, even though I didn't know what waited for me the next morning. This was about a, probably about a 10 day or a week and a half long pro, uh, crisis sort of that okay. me and my team had to work through as people sort of, you know, isolated and recovered from COVID. Uh, we had to figure mm-hmm. out workarounds and, you know, contingency support and all that stuff. But I just yeah. remember in that moment thinking, man, if, if, if I had not you know, sort of gone through what I went through and changed my mindset and known and ended each day in that week and a half knowing mm. I did the best I could, like yeah. I did the best I could. I was as wise and courageous as I could possibly be. I demonstrated leadership and you know what? I'm going to go to bed tonight and know that I did my best and whatever waits for me tomorrow morning, I'll wake up and I'll deal with it. Whereas, you know, uh, a few months prior to that, I would have really struggled with sort of having peace of mind and, and sort of cutting that off and then moving into my family life. And so that was just a really quick test of, okay, you've said you're, you've said you changed, like, let's, (laughs) let's see if you've really changned. Right. Um, And so that was one thing. And then, I mean, at home, I mean, it's just, I think, uh, you know, if you were to have my wife on the podcast, she would tell you, um, I, I'm definitely a, a changed man. I'm just, I'm more present. Um, mm. You know, talk about, man, talk about trying to put space between stimulus and response. You know, two young kids, two young boys, oh, yeah. um, oh, man. Uh, you know, trying to, <laughs> trying to just sort of, you know, between their frustration and me, like my frustration, uh, right. you know, it, it's been, uh, not that I'm perfect, you know, make mistakes for sure. Um, but, uh, but, but definitely consistently more present and mindful of, you know, my speech, mindful of my attention, right? Um, mm-hmm. So um, am I giving my, my family the, the proper attention um, and just being able to pick up on cues from my kids and, and my wife and, and everything? I, I have a feeling that, you know, had I not, you know, changed some things, you know, my family life would not be as wonderful as it is today. And so um, yeah. it's definitely shown up in every, uh, in every part uh, of my life. So, yeah, man, I, I think that's, I really think that's amazing because so oftentimes we, we, we make one change or make a couple of changes and it impacts one or two things. And then, but, but you, you change, you know, a bunch of things and it really impacts everything. It really impacts your life or, you, you know, your, your, and, and you even alluded to it too. You know, it's, it's not just your work life and your home life. It's, it's life. And, and so it's, it's yeah. everything. And I think, making those changes and making those choices is is really important. I think that's what I want people to understand is that, first of all, it couldn't have been easy for you to make those choices and it couldn't have been easy for you to to make the changes that you've you had you, you have. And 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 by doing that, you really got into what I call that growth space. I mean, that's there's there had to be some discomfort in that, you know, in, in, in moving through that, I guess, maybe share a little bit about what that felt like. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, um, it, 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 it was, it was hard to admit that I was lacking something, you know, sure. um, yeah. and, and, and whatever it was, you know, uh, lacking understanding, lacking something um, that I wasn't able to just keep doing the same thing that had gotten me here. Right. And you look again, mm-hmm. you looked at my life in the last 12 years, just, you know, with promotions and advancement and, you know, life was amazing. Um, and to go, Hey, and that's not going to carry you forward. And if it does, it's yeah. going to destroy you, by the way. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it was hard first to a- admit that. 
Um, and then, yeah, to do some of the hard work to, to be consistent day in and day out with lifestyle changes, with, with habit changes. Um, not, you know, not everybody, you know, understood, not everybody yeah. was on board. Luckily, no, no casualties. Um, all my sure. friends are intact, but, but, um, you know, uh, but it was, it was hard. And then it was just hard to, to do this, to, 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 come on social media and talk (laughs) about it right like you know it's it's one thing and and i'm very thankful for the celebrities who have elevated the conversation around mental health and and some of the struggles but you know that's one thing for it to be a celebrity to do it and and i think that gets it started but to Mm -hmm. see other middle-aged men in corporate (laughs) america who are leading people you know who are willing to go on linkedin or whatever it is and say i got a problem i dealt with it um and and not be afraid of you know there might be a stigma there might not i don't care i'm here to tell someone they're not alone right like i like i I just you know i i don't want people to think that you're the only um executive at a corp at a fortune 500 company who is dealing with this right many many uh, of them are um many people in in our in our circle are dealing with imposter syndrome or dealing with Mm -hmm. the 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 strain of life and family and responsibilities in a post-pandemic era like it's it's real for a lot of people and so that was that was hard to do but i found it to be nothing but rewarding um anytime i've shared my story you know people reaching out thank you good to know i'm not alone uh, that someone out there is is doing it and has has sort of conquered it if you will so yeah man i I love that I, i i love just the fact that you're sharing it and you're, you know, it, it is different. You know, it's one thing if a celebrity goes out and says, oh, you know, I had this issue and blah, blah, blah. But it's another, you know, you know, executive Fortune 500 company, just being able to say, look, this is this is a challenge. We all have yep. it. And so let's just be real here and let's 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 open up. And, and, and you did the hard work. And I think that that's that's the real key. Is that you did the hard work? There's a lot of people that aren't willing to press into that growth space, and really yeah. feel the discomfort and and move through it. So you know, really, kudos and hats off to you, TJ. I really yeah. think that's awesome. Um, I appreciate it. I, I got to give my wife credit though too. She's uh, she was an amazing course. person on the journey. I remember uh, I remember whenever I said I want to take some time off and go to counseling, I had to uh, I had to tap into our our health savings account, and I remember like that particular thing I, I remember telling her like oh my god i'm sorry that i'm using up you know so much of our money and she was like you're you're making an investment like don't That's apologize right. um oh, and yeah, so, so um, i yeah she was a, she was a trooper and i just appreciate i appreciate her so much well i tell you what any any great guy has yeah. a great gal next to him you know being able to be you know be the wind beneath their wings supporting them clapping yeah. cheering them on and all that kind of good stuff man yeah no uh, it was good i love that i love that so one one final question i'll just ask for yeah. you yeah ask you because i i was this is probably me self-serving uh, as, as it is i'm always curious about like your morning routine your morning rituals like what what a was there things that changed in your morning rituals and then because mm-hmm. you talked about your bedtime routine uh, yeah. which i thought was awesome yeah. um anything in the morning like that that changed or that you just really leaned into yeah no uh, good question and really the the sort of the nighttime bedtime routine led to the morning routine right like i was sure. able to create some sort of some healthy 
ness in the mornings where I wasn't groggy and I'm not, you know, barely, you know, getting out of bed or anything like that. So yeah, no, I'm yeah. much more, much more alert. So it's my, so my meditation is mm-hmm. done first thing in the morning. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, that's, that's very first thing. And I try to, I, I generally know when my kids are going to get up. So I try to time it with that, um, mm-hmm. you know, try to have, be very mindful with my first cup of coffee. I have it, have some quiet time meditation to myself, um, trying mm-hmm. to be better about exercising in the mornings. Um, sure. Sure, sure. You know, not always, uh, not always consistent with that. Um, but yeah, just I have a ton more energy to get up and sort of start my day off with the with the right foot. Um, I, I will say another thing too, another like micro um, sort of habit change. But um, for the last, especially this year, I started doing it was um, uh, doing cold showers in the morning. Yes, so a big my man. Big, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah big Love component uh, of Me that uh, talk about clarity and focus and yeah wow man. yeah yeah that that has been <laughs> well, a game changer yeah especially in the winter time you know you know win- yeah. winter winter water coming through the pipes is a heck of a lot colder <laughs> yeah I know, I know right i probably sh- i started that that was like kind of a new year's resolution for me i started in january yeah. probably should have started that one in june or <laughs> yeah. something but uh, right. give yourself uh, some time to ease into it right yeah oh. that yeah that's been that's been a big game changer too and you know last thing is i've been very um one one other like habit change that i'd kind of gotten out of was um i have a, a beautiful lifelong set of friends and relationships mm. but i'd kind of gotten in this habit of like at most texting people and mm. you know seeing them on holidays yeah. and so i remember um one time last year i went i challenged myself to every day for a month i was gonna call somebody mm-hmm. um and i was oh, i was yeah. like literally old school pick up the phone call, call yeah. them and um and that was hard, Great. you know, especially after the yeah. first like three or four days. Sure. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> but, but also, but just it, it's not about the phone call, but it, um, I was starting to have some distance between myself and people. And it just it took yeah. a layer of like accountability and a layer mm-hmm. of, you know, intimacy away from those friendships. And so mm, that's another that's thing, good. too, I've been trying to use my my morning time for and set up some phone calls. Also in the evening, another replacement for watching Netflix or having a drink. Um, yeah. I'm doing more. I'm being more intentional about, hey. Uh, you, you, you want to talk, chat for an hour and catch up on, you know, yeah. life and work and talking with some old friends. So um, just fantastic. another one out there because community is important too. I alluded to my yeah. wife, but I had a whole host of friends that sort of helped me through this journey um, and just kind of cool. keeping that habit going has been, been really big. So Yeah, man, I love that. TJ, thank you so much for sharing, you know, such, you know, an, an important thing, but also an intimate thing too. So I know yeah. um, it, it's really tough to sometimes to, to, to share those things, but uh, man, you know, great, great work. Thanks for sharing Thanks. with all of us who can learn from that as well, because I know that, you know, life isn't always, you know, just smooth sailing and we yeah. have to be able to know when we need to like raise our hand and say, hey, look, I, I've, I've got an issue here. I, I need some help. And, yep. and you were one that, that reached out and, and did it and, and, and then, you know, did the hard work and leaned into that, that discomfort. Yep. So, um, yeah, th- thanks for sharing that, man. No, thank you. And, um, you know, I, I would say, uh, if, uh, I'm really, I'm active on LinkedIn, um, yeah, if folks, good. yeah, if folks want to reach out, I'm, I don't have any sort of professional, um, you know, sort of, uh, you know, network. I don't have any sort of coaching gig or anything on the side. Um, yeah. I have a day job and, and that's it. Um, but, <laughs> but I have, uh, I've had a few in sharing my story. I've had a few people reach out and just ask for a couple of tips here and there, and, um, just wanted to exchange some words of encouragement. So, um, you yeah. know, to your, to your listeners, if anybody, you know, just wants to take the 
advice a, another layer deeper, uh, hit me up on LinkedIn. I'm on there. Uh, happy to share stories, share tips, happy to you know share accountability or, or anything like that. So I'm an Man, open book. That's, yeah, that's awesome, TJ. Thank you. And I'm, I'm sure there'll be people that'll take you, take you up on that. So awesome. um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks again for being here. Uh, appreciate you sharing your story and really some great wisdom. I, I, I've been taking notes. And so uh, I'll, I'll recap here at the end on my outro, but, uh, but thanks, thanks for being here, my friend. Appreciate thanks for it. the opportunity, David. Well, I hope that you really enjoyed that conversation, and I, I, I certainly did. You know, one of the things that I took away from this conversation is the fact that, you know, COVID and the isolation that was uh, that that went along with COVID um, had some really intense mental health uh, uh, impacts for so many leaders. And I think that we aren't, especially as guys, I think we're not willing to really admit to that or to address that. And so I think it's really important for us to pay attention to what that internal state is like within us and and really what that power is for our, our own growth journey. You know, there's a power also in putting yourself first and really taking care of yourself and your own mental health. And I really thought too, the other thing that, that TJ mentioned that I don't know if you picked up or not, but he had a real people first leader as his leader and, and, and a real conscious leader. Um, and, and I think that, and we're going to need to be more of those kinds of leaders and we're going to see more of those kinds of leaders in the, the, the new season of, of, of life that we're in. And the other thing that TJ mentioned is that we really need outside people to pull things out of us. You know, there's really so much value in having a coach. And I wouldn't say this if I didn't have my own coach as well. So I, yes, I am a coach, but I also have actually two coaches and a couple of masterminds as well. Um, and, and, you know, in a lot of cases, therapists are really important for pulling things out of us that will give us new levels of awareness and, one thing that TJ said, and, and, and this is really the, the premise of coaching, is that the answers are within us. And, you know, so oftentimes we go seeking for something external. That's really the, mo the place that most people go. But the answers are within us. We just need to have someone or, or a couple of people to pull things out of us. And I really think that that's one of the, the great values of having a coach and having a community, a mastermind, an inner circle in my terminology and why that's so important. And you know, when change is necessary, we've got to look to create behavioral changes through new habits. And TJ talked about those as well. The other thing that he talked about that I think is really important are philosophical changes or mindset changes and how we look at success one of the things that he shared was his redefinition of what success meant to him. I loved the the Viktor Frankl quote, you know, the the fact that success is the result of us pursuing something greater than ourselves rather than our own just selfish goals. So I I hope that you'll keep that in mind as you pursue your goals. And, and maybe there's an element of redefinition of your goals for yourself um, as, as we begin the, the, the pursuit of those this year. We really have to ask ourselves, what is it? What is it that 
is greater than ourselves that we're pursuing. And I really enjoyed his uh, conversation or the part of his conversation around values and who do we want to be? We have to really ask ourselves some, some hard questions. And one of the things that really all of this brings up is that in the work of growth, in the work of leadership growth and personal growth and development, we have to do hard work. We have to go within ourselves. We have to ask ourselves some questions and we have to slow down enough to really be able to answer those questions and think about those questions. And and I thought the, the real question that he asked that I've even been asking myself as I sat my my goals that I'm pursuing and the pursuits that I have for 2023 is that who do I want to become? Who do I want to be? Because last year I needed to be somebody different. And so this year I need to be someone different again. And and that really involves, you know, developing rules for myself, rules that will help me develop those behaviors that will drive the results and the person that I want to become. One of those things that that TJ mentioned was getting proper rest. And I think that is so important, especially when it comes to this idea of hustling and grinding every day. And I think that that's, I think most people are seeing that as a fallacy and, and that's just a myth that, that we can really get ahead. Now, I, I know there's people like Elon Musk that say they get along with, you know, two hours of sleep or whatever, but I just, I, I don't see it. I just don't see it as, as healthy. I think our science actually proves that we can't live on little sleep, that we have to get proper rest. And, you know, the other thing that, that TJ talked about was meditation and I will say that meditation has been such a game changer for me. I, I actually meditated every day last year in 2022. It's it's become a very regular practice and process for me. And there's so much scientific and neuroscience behind the benefits. I won't go into those right now, but it's it's just huge. And he talked about a couple of different apps, the Awake app, uh, Headspace. Uh, I use something called Balance. And, and I really um, would encourage you to take a look at the benefits of, of meditation and, and, and a mindfulness practice. The last thing that I'll say too is that changes aren't easy and it's really hard to admit. And, and, and I think that TJ even alluded to this, actually he said this, you know, it's, it's really hard to admit that I'm quote unquote lacking something. And so I think that when we look at, at, at changes and we want to embrace change, we've just got to be able to admit it to ourselves that, that we aren't where we want to be and that's okay. And, and just remind ourselves that we're not alone. And if you need to go get help, make changes, find a coach, find a therapist, and above all else, be willing to do the hard work. Embrace the hard work of feeling uncomfortable because it's an investment in growing to be the best life or the best version of yourself. And if that's something that you'd like to pursue, uh, if you'd like to talk with me, I'd love to have a conversation around uh, how you could be a part of one of our inner circle groups. We, we have a group for, for everyone. We've got emerging leaders, we've got an advancing leaders group, and we even have an elite inner circle for executives and, and people who are high achievers. And so um, if you'd like to have that conversation, uh, I'll have my team uh, put a link to my calendar uh, in the show notes, and I'd love to have that conversation with you. 
So thank you again for joining us here on In the Growth Space. And I really look forward to continuing to support your growth journey and your development in the new year ahead. So until next time, be well and remain in that growth space. Thank you.